Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello, good evening, and welcome to your not, well, kind of your preseason stream with me and Praz. Um, we say kind of because the game has launched and you are joined by me, Ooh. Andy, and we're also joined by Praz. How's it going? It's going very well. I mean, I was I was looking at the uh, the clock and it was 4 p.m. and we were meant to do a stream today and we were debating, should we do it? And, you know, the FPL gods have given us the game. So we have lots to be excited about. So looking forward to this. I, ca I can't hide how excited I am. Like, I was at school today and I was having to dip out of class every now and again to go to the toilet over and over and over again. <laughs> and I was just checking exactly. and, it, and it came after school in the end, just mental. But um, yeah, so excited. Do let us know in the chat as well if the sound's okay. We're hoping we've got everything sorted, but let us know. Um, Praz, in just one sentence, just describe how excited you are for the uh, FPL game to be launched as well. Uh, massively excited. It's one of those things where at the end of the season, we were all tired. We wanted it to end. And then, you know, after a few weeks, uh, we just wanted it to come back. We wanted the feeling, right? And just seeing the prices, just seeing the structures. And we're going to talk about that today. Uh, it's all very exciting. This is the best part because there is no disappointment. There's only excitement, right? Disappointment starts game week one. Exactly, exactly. And tonight, we're going to be talking a little bit about team structure, aren't we? So how you can structure your teams and how you can what what you have to give up in your team if you're going to go for a certain amount of premiums and a certain amount of positions because there's a lot flying about at the moment already but that initial yep. structure is very important isn't it absolutely it is and we've been we've been gifted with well, well you can call it a gift or not but we've been given very very nice prices for a lot of assets so they're underpriced in a way and what that means is you can go in very different directions with 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 that team so what we'll try to do today is talk about three main areas where you can go with in the team and we'll build it in front of you so we'll try to sort of think as you would as an fpl manager opening the fpl page and going through the players we'll talk about who we're picking we won't really nitpick on who the best eight million midfielder is or who the best striker is there's a lot of time to debate that let's talk structure let's see who we can afford Exactly. And what we're going to do tonight as well, I've got a bit of a screen grab for you. So as I'm doing things on the website, and this is the brand new website, which is looking lovely, I must say, that rebrand was kind of needed, I would say. Um, I'm going to actually be building the team as Praz is talking to us about it. Now, this, the names that you've got up on the screen at the moment are my initial first draft. So just ignore those at the moment. Imagine they're all blank, but obviously we might use some of them anyway. But Praz, what is your first structure? So talk us through the players and talk us through why you've picked this structure as our first structure to talk about. Sure, let's let's make it. So look, I think the most popular structure uh, and will be a Salah Haaland, so a two premium structure. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's get the two big hitters in first. Uh, in midfield and attack, Mo Salah and Haaland, we've talked about in previous videos that these are the guys who rotate really well for captaincy. And let's face it, the guys who have the most explosive potential. Yeah. Obviously, this misses Sun. We'll come to that. But let's first start at the back. I think Mendy at 5.0 is a gift. There are also Edison and Allison at 5.5 are attractive prices. 
but then you're comparing it to a uh, a Mendy who did not do too well in terms of FPL points, but a Chelsea defense, they should sign somebody. Again, yeah. we're not talking about individual keepers. If you want to go for Raya at 4.5, fair enough and save some money. But let's go with Mendy. Mendy is going to be constant in all the three drafts. Again, we're not talking about keepers yet. We'll come to it. In defense, I think Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo are, for me, locks. So yeah. in addition to Haaland and Salah, Trent and Cancelo are pretty much will be in most drafts. So we'll stick with that. Let's go with a Chelsea defender. Let's say Chilwell for now. Again, Ooh. we're not picking between Chilwell or James. Either yep. way, I mean, you know, let's assume Alonso is sold. He's the only one left than Chilwell. If if uh, Aspilicueta is not sold, um, you know, or James looks like playing in centre-back or right of the centre-back, then, you know, Chilwell still appeals to me. Uh, then let's go with Robertson in this first draft because we have the money. It's, this is not a three premium structure. Yeah. And let's go with a five million defender. There's there's actually lots of value in defense this year. So I mm-hmm. cannot see a lot of people going for a four million or a dead spot in defense. Even if you're four at the back, there will be value in your fifth defender. Yeah. So I've gone for Trippier for now. Nice. He's a five million defender. You could go for Tommy Asu at 4.5. But I love this five million bracket because you have got Cash, Dean, Trippier, mm. some really good good guys who have potential, and then even five point five is a good one. Perisic is there, um, and you know it's. It, let's talk about again not players but structures. So let's go with Trippier for now. Yep. So that's your back line. So this Mendy, is looking. Trent, this is looking like five at the back already, though, isn't it? It's looking like five at the back. You can change it. You can change it. Uh, you can downgrade one of the defenders. Yeah. But let's talk about structure. So structure okay. is okay. four okay. or five at the back. <laughs> um, then you have in midfield. Let's go to midfield. I think people will be slightly light in at least one or two midfield spots. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking one or two 4.5 million midfielders. So for now, let's go for, for two 4.5 million midfielders. Okay. The news has just broken that um, Andres Pereira from Man United has moved to Fulham or is moving to Fulham. Yeah. So that's basically a gift. You have to have him in, in your team. He'll be an, I don't want to say nail starter, but an attacking 4.5 midfielder who is nice to have, right? If you need him in an emergency. Yeah. Second one, go for whoever you want, Lerma or... or um, Chukwamaka. He's a good one as well. I, yeah. I, I avoided using him because of the pronunciation, but well done there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> a I lot of Villa that, fans. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So he's in. Yeah. He's in. So that's the two 4.5 mids. Now, people will think about flexibility. Again, a whole other topic, whether you want to spend five, 7 million on Robertson versus a 4.5 million midfielder or a 4.5 million defender versus a 7 million midfielder. To be discussed, that's not the point of this structure. This is still a two premium uh, draft. Let's put Neto in there as 5.5. I think in terms of value for money for early fixtures, he's he's a good one. I know that Wolves attacking numbers are really poor. But look, you got to play the fixtures. You got to see the fact that this guy is showing some talismanic tendencies. He's involved in pretty much everything they're doing. And fact of the matter is, they might actually improve now that he starts more uh, constantly. Mm-hmm. Let's go for an eight million midfielder because okay. I think eight million, seven point five to eight million is a very attractive price bracket this year. You've got Diaz, Madison, Saka, Kulusevski. So pick Kulusevski for now. It could be Diaz, but then that will lock you out of Robertson. Yeah but let's pick Kulusevski. So that's our midfield, which is Neto, Kulusevski, Salah, and two 4.5 mids. <coughs> Excuse me. You already have Haaland in attack. Let's go for Tony for now. 
Nice. I think Jesus' price was released today, which is eight million. Very attractive. So if you were to pick, it's it's going to be around a Jesus or a Tony. So it'll be nice to have one price point around that. Yeah. And then let's go for a four point five million dud. I think some people have talked about Arth, uh, Archer. I think yep. at Villa or Greenwood at Leeds. Cool. And then a uh, four million 4. keeper defender. Yep. Lovely. Does that get you hundred? Yep, that's perfectly a hundred. So, obviously, this is big at the back. People are talking about big at the back an awful lot at the moment, aren't they? And structure in terms of having those five mid, uh, defenders at the back. They're all wing backs. I feel like the upside is obviously there. Do you feel like people are doing this at the beginning, like they always do? And then when it comes to, you know, a couple of days before, they're going to get cold feet and they're going to start putting those midfielders in. Because I can see both sides of it. You know, you look at someone like, you've got Chilwell, Robertson, Cancelo, Trent in there. They're going to be in the top kind of 20 players in terms of point score by the end of the year if they all stay fit. Whereas if you look at the 7 million midfielders and you've got people like Zaha, I don't know whether they would be. Um, and I'm looking at it and thinking, is is this game progressing to a structure of, you know, having those big five at the back kind of structures? Look, it, it always starts like this. You're right. And we should emphasize that we are not sort of giving the draft, which is our draft for game week one. This is just current thoughts on looking at the prices. Preseason is the most important part of what leads us into the Game Week 1 team. The, the Community Shield is an important part where we actually see these teams put their best effort in a game we, a week before the end, mm-hmm. or the end or the deadline. So let's see how this evolves. I think what this structure gives you is a more balanced squad. So I'm not talking about big, big at the back. As I said, you could, you could change the Robertson to a, a 7 million midfielder, like a Grealish or a 6.5 million midfielder, get another defender in. The idea in this structure is, let's talk about the fact that there's no Spurs in here. So Kulisevsky's mm. in there, fine. There's no Sun or Kane. You could maybe go for a Perisic, but you're missing out on the Golden Boot winner for last year or the guy who scored 240 points the year before, which is Sun and Kane. Yeah, That's what you're giving up. You're giving up a high ceiling player. And what you're getting in return for that is more balance in your overall squad. So that's the idea of this first uh, draft. What are the cons? We talked about the Sun uh, thing. So you could actually get stuck with just these two premiums. Because what's going to happen early season is whoever of the premiums bangs, yeah. In two two games in a row or a hat trick in one of the games, their price is going to shoot up because everyone else will flock to them. Whoever went for a Sun instead of a Salah, went for a Kane instead of a Haaland, they'll just all flock to those guys. So you will sort of be stuck with them because by game week six, if you have three, you know, 0.3, 0.4 million tied up in Salah, you sort of feel a little bit numb. Like, I don't want to get rid of Salah. I've got this <laughs> yeah. value tied up. I won't be able to afford him later. Yeah. I find that as an issue with this draft, but... The big pro is price points. Price points, I've got in here the big defenders, if you want. I've got in here an 8 million um, midfielder. I've got in here 7 million striker. So you can be a little bit more nimble in terms of transfers. You don't always have to you know, take a hit or do moves in twos. And that's sort of the big advantage of not sort of concentrating your funds. Now, it's really interesting. The one big thing I don't like about this kind of structure is the fact, and somebody's mentioned it in the uh, the group as well, in the chat, <coughs> uh, it was Andrew Tavia saying that it's really inflexible. It's so hard to move players around in terms of, you know, if, if all of a sudden Son is just carrying on where he left off last time, 
you can't get to him. You you just can't get to him. It's going to probably take you three moves to get to him, and it's going to mean probably downgrading Salah or Haaland because those those funds are just spread out so much. But and Dread FPL has brought up exactly the point I was going to make is that you're really only looking at seven or eight game weeks before you probably wildcard because unlike any other season before we're basically going to get a free wildcard over the World Cup period. So you're only thinking about 16 weeks, which if you're going to use a wildcard in the middle of that, you're only really looking at seven to eight weeks. So you can be a little bit more inflexible than we're used to, can't you? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we talk about the fact that you need a wildcard to bail you out. You have mm. that bailout. So, yeah. and, and we haven't actually touched on this for people who are listening who aren't aware. We will actually have unlimited transfers during the World Cup. And the other change is that you cannot, you cannot use your wildcard after game week 16. Effectively, what it means is the game is forcing you to play a wildcard before the World Cup and then use unlimited transfers. So you could almost break up the season, like you mentioned, Andy, into eight yeah. game weeks and eight game weeks. It actually fits really well as well because I think in subsequent videos, we'll talk about wildcard windows. Now we only have a 16 game week period. Hmm. I think there's an early wildcard window in game week four or five. Uh, there's another one in game week seven or eight. You know, basically aligning to international breaks, also looking at some fixture swings. We'll talk about that. But yes, you can be a little inflexible and go with the gut feel and be a little bit more aggressive. Yeah, and is it the ability to dead end into weeks as well is going to be massive this year because you can dead end to game week eight if you wanted to and not have to worry about it after that. You can dead end into the World Cup and then not have to worry about it after that. And you're going to be able to dead end again later on in the season. So the ability to be able to do that and take massive risks going into those dead ends is going to be like we haven't seen before, which is going to be massive. So if we do want to go for those five at the back and it works brilliantly to start with, lovely. But if it doesn't, you can wildcard knowing you've got another wildcard in game week 16. And I think taking those risks, knowing that if it pays off, you could be flying high already at the beginning, I think is lovely. Yeah. And, and you know, I love chip strategy. The yeah. first thought that came to me uh, when when this the third wildcard was announced was basically you can look at, you know, a popular strategy is, um, or I would I shouldn't say popular, but a geeky strategy is game week one bench boost. Why? Because you can actually wildcard and bench boost in the same week because you have unlimited transfers to set up your bench and then mm -hmm. you just bench boost in game week one. That has been sort of popular in the past. You can also do it in game week 16 now, where you dead end your team for game week 16 and then you'll have a wildcard to bail you out. So you almost set up a wildcard in game week 12, 13 to bench boost and then you get out out uh, from the unlimited transfers, or you can bench boost in game week seventeen, coming out of the the, the unlimited transfers mm -hmm. yeah. because you have all the transfers. Yeah. So almost twice now, game week one and game week seventeen, the game will give you unlimited transfers if you wanted to set up a bench boost. But I'm not saying that's the best strategy, but that's one to go. Yeah, should we move on to the next uh, next structure then? So this is the kind of five at the back. Uh, premium in the middle, premium up top as well, with a lot of kind of sprinklings of 4.5 players around there as well. Absolutely. So <clears throat> what I need you to do in your structure is downgrade Robertson to a Tomiyasu. Yep. So in terms of 4.5 defenders, we're blessed again. The game has actually done well in defense. They've recognized that you need to give them options. If you want to price down the, the, the premium wingbacks, then the 4.5s need to be worth it. And I think Tomiyasu dunk some of the Leicester guys mm. they're pretty decent right so let's go for Tomiyasu for now but that could be any 4.5 million defender yep, done. let's make the four point let's make the 8 million midfielder who is Kulisevsky now to a 6 million midfielder like a Martinelli okay. yeah for example loving Martinelli and then, lovely and then voila you have the money to go Tony to Kane 
Kane. That's right. Lovely. So Tony essentially, essentially what you're doing in this setup is you're compromising on your fourth defender, which yeah. is fine. I mean, there's a lot of feedback anyway that you're too big in defense. You're compromising on a price point, which is the 8 million midfielder. You're compromising on the 7 million or 8 million striker. But in return, you're getting Sir Harold Kane. Or look, if you if you wanted to go Sun, you just change the structure a little bit and have a 4.5 million attacker and you go for a Sun. I know Sun is 0.5 more, but you can get 0.45 out of downgrading Mendy or anyone else. We're just talking yeah. structure now. Kane could be Sun as well, essentially. Yeah, I, I like this structure. I, I, I really like that. I like the idea of having Kane and Haaland together in that structure. The only thing... I guess is they're the only two, aren't they? They're, they're the only two. So if, if you're going to move off one of them, you're going to be freeing up a lot of funds uh, because yeah. you're going to be going down to a 7, 7.5 player, aren't you? But I do like this structure. I think defence looks better for me. I, I feel much more at ease knowing that I've got that 4.5 million player in there as well and I'm not everything isn't in, in my defence. And if I wanted to move to someone like Son, like you just said, it only takes you two moves, which isn't too bad. Whereas when it's all in defence... Like we said, it's probably going to take you three. Um, so I do quite like this structure, I won't lie. Yeah, I, look, I don't disagree. The issue is you're going to have to play this 4.5 million defender every week. But like we said, these are good defenders, playable defenders. Arsenal have amazing first eight fixtures. Is it the end of the world if you played Tomiyasu the first eight weeks? This one for me actually is the aggressive play. So if yeah. you wanted to really be aggressive and say, it's only eight game weeks, I want the three players who will score hat-tricks in these eight game weeks, well, you, you'll always have four. Sun could do it while you have yeah. Kane or Kane could do it while you have Sun. You will never have everybody. But you basically covered the three teams that are the most explosive. Obviously, if Ronaldo goes to Chelsea or... So there's a 10 million bracket here as well, which Kane could turn into. But this is the one that is the most explosive. But now let me tell you the cons of this one. The issue is, let's say in game week two there's an 8 million mid that really comes out, right? Yeah. There's, there's, because there's so many good players. There's the, there's the Man City boys, there's Madison, there's Saka, there's so many others, Bowen. That price bracket, 7.5 to 8.5 million in, in uh, midfield is basically rife with good players. So what happens if they score a brace and they score another goal? You'll be tempted. Where will you get the funds? You will yeah. have to downgrade one of these premiums. Yeah. And uh, you're and, not downgrading Salah, are you? It's, it's going to be you're not one of Kane or Haaland. And exactly. the problem is, and we've already discussed this before on one of our previous streams, is that Salah and Haaland are your captaincies all the way up to, I think, game week nine, game week 10. Uh, you know, the fixtures there, it's mainly Salah, but Haaland, Haaland does have a few games. I think Kane is best in game week one. He has a one, doesn't he? Because he's got Southampton. But you're looking at it and thinking, that's 11.5 million on a striker. I'm not going to be captaining. People talk about this all the time. If you're not captaining yeah. them, why are you spending that much money on him? And, it, it, you know, you look at a team like this and you think, I've got my two captains already. Do I need that third one there? Exactly. That, that's the, the value argument is the argument. Normally people play against it. Mm. And I'll explain that a little bit more. So what people are saying is if you divide the number of points they're expected to score in the season, divided by their price, actually the premiums come out pretty low. Yeah. It's usually the wing backs and some of the mid-price mids that really do well that are there. So then why do you own the premiums? You own them for captaincy. So unless you you do a captaincy matrix, by the way, I do see a window, I think game week three, where there is an interesting, uh, you know, window where you could potentially look at captaining a Kane or a Sun instead of uh, a Salah or a Haaland. Why? Because Salah plays away to Man United. Again, we talked about it, Man United, 
hopefully are better so it's not as easy a fixture <laughs> and uh, man city are playing away to newcastle not as easy you can still captain them spurs are home to wolves so you can actually really mm. if you went for a three three mim that's the week where you say okay you guys with sala and haland you can't captain somebody with a ceiling of a hat trick maybe spurs at home to wolves is a ceiling game and so that makes it slightly worth it but i'm i'm of the school of thought that it's sort of your structure is a little imbalanced mm. if you really wanted to go for it fine but uh, ultimately look if i put it like this to you who is better robertson kulusevski and tony versus tomiyasu martinelli and kane Yeah. Actually, it's it's closer than we think, right? I think it's quite close. I think the one thing I quite like about this is the fact you have got both Kane and Haaland. Like, if I feel like the people, so there are going to be some people that start with Kane. There's going to be some people that start with Haaland. As soon as one blanks and the other one does well in game week one, you're not going to be able to get to them in one move because Haaland will go down, Kane will go up, or Kane will go down, Haaland will go up because people are going to move across, aren't they? And yeah. straight away you're looking at that and thinking. That's it then you've got two moves to get to the next person you're losing value straight away so the fact you've already got both I think is quite nice it's like you've already said though this is aggressive I don't think many people will do this but if in those opening 3 weeks you know Salah Kane and Haaland get two or three goals between them each you're going to be loving life a little bit aren't you I agree and I can actually see originally before the pricing I think you and I talked about it I think it would have been unwise to go here but given the fact that there's been generous pricing mm. I mean to think about a draft where you have the three premiums Kane, Haaland and Salah and yet be able to afford Trent, Cancelo, Chilwell it's yeah, I crazy. Know. I mean yeah. it's just good pricing. Well, you say good or very very generous pricing. So in an in another world and I can totally see that once team values catch up when we're at 103 104 at the back end of the season pretty much everyone will have three premiums. I think yeah. that's how the pricing has been made. I th- you go for it early season or not That's I think if this was me and I was doing this and I wanted to go aggressive I think I would be downgrading some of those other players somewhere else so I think I'd be going for like a Laporte over Cancelo maybe go for Raya over Mendy and then all of a sudden you got 1.5 million to spend on a midfielder so you don't have to play that 4.5 you could all of a sudden go up to a 6 mil midfielder in in the middle you could go to 5.5 and then all of a sudden it just starts to look a little bit more balanced there I think but um like you said you know Laporte isn't Cancelo but he did very very well last year. You could even get someone like Matip 6 million if you wanted to go for that double, you know, Liverpool defense whatever it is. So I I I think this is very aggressive but I think that's because we've got so many of of the top players in their positions in there, haven't we? So um yeah. should we go on to the third structure? That's the final one, isn't it? Let's do that. The, the yeah. third structure is the no sala structure. So look, I mean, this comes up every year. This comes up everywhere where people say I am going to back against Salah he's going to be the most captain the most owned player in the game this is probably going to be true this year as well but let me tell you why there is a little bit of merit to going no Salah for the first time in the game we have three very good options from Liverpool that are nailed and actually nicely priced and those three are Trent Robertson and Luis Diaz Now you could argue that Nunez will become a good option later but I'm not going there yet because we don't know the role versus Firmino we don't know if Jota is nailed but I think I think we know that Trent Robertson and Diaz are fairly nailed uh, obviously Trent and Robbo are but Diaz as well yeah so to get the three for 7 and a half 7 and 8 million is a gift right Shall so Shall I put them in? Shall I put them in? Yeah let's do that let's yes. do that so instead of Salah go for Luis Diaz and then let's go shopping for all the salary money. <laughs> so we're putting Robertson in as well. 
yes, Robertson back in. So you've basically upgraded your Tomiyasu back to Robertson. Yeah, you've got Diaz instead of Salah. Let's now use that money and upgrade Martinelli to a eight million, another eight million mid. Let's call it Foden or back to Kulusevski, whatever Lovely. you prefer. Let's go and with Foden you still have Kane, right? Yep. Um, where is Foden? God, there he is. He's all the way down there. Yep, still He's got Kane million, and million. I've still got Haaland. Kane and Haaland stay. So one disappointing part about no Salah this year is the pricing of the Spurs boys. Because normally, uh, you know, any other year, you would have made a big saving for the guys who actually did really well last year. They went Salah to Sun for mm. like 3 million less and basically spread it around. This year, that saving is only a million and a half, or if you mm -hmm. went Sun, only one million. So it's not that much of a difference. And that also tells me that it's not maybe as viable because what you're essentially doing is taking the Salah money, turning him into Kane, and just getting Diaz instead. Yeah. So this is why this structure has a little less appeal than past seasons. But look, you have a now a starting lineup. Wait, first, let's let's finish your team, actually. Who have you got left now um, in the team? So I've got 0.5 million in the bank. Uh, I've got Kane and Haaland still. They're going to still. I've got Archer. I've got Foden, Chukwemeka, uh, Pereira, Diaz, and Neto. And then I've got the back five of Chilwell, Alexander-Arnold, Cancelo, Trippier, Robertson, Mendy in goal, and Klaassen on the bench. Yeah, so you can use the 0.5 to either upgrade Trippier to a Perisic. You can upgrade your 4.5 million to an Elanga or something. So yeah. I think that 0.5 million is yours to play with. Or you can go Mendy to Edison if you wanted. So there is, there, I mean, what we're trying to tell you is you can sort of spread that money around. And the argument against doing this in the past, again, has been how will you get Salah back? I mean, if you don't have Salah and if he bangs, you'll have to use your wildcard. Well, you can use a, your wildcard early this season if it really goes horribly wrong. So I think out of the three, this is my least preferred. And from your reaction, that was that is your thinking as well? I think so. I think... To get up to Salah, I mean, you basically have to downgrade Kane or Haaland to Mitrovic and then upgrade Foden or Diaz all the way up to Salah, which seems a lot. But then it's not it's only two moves. It's not too bad um, as yeah. long as there's obviously no price changes and Salah doesn't go up 0.1 or 0.2. But um, yeah, I think this is probably my least favourite of all of them. I Not because it's not Salah, just because I feel like having that premium midfielder that you can get to, either whether it's Salah or Son, whoever it is, having that option to get to them, I think is really important. Um, I mean, there's there's so many structures we haven't even mentioned, isn't there? We haven't talked about um, double in the middle and one up top. We haven't talked about double in the middle and one up top. We haven't talked about, you know, just double in the middle and spread the rest of the funds and not go for a premium striker. There's loads that we haven't talked about, but just the fact we can talk about this kind of stuff again is lovely, isn't it? It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, look, yeah. I think I think what we have tried to do today is to talk about the meta structures. So you yeah. will sort of be able to classify every team into these three buckets, I feel. The double premium, triple premium, and the no sala. I don't see one major category. Obviously, there's subcategories within this, how you spread your funds within the, the back line versus the midfield versus the attack. I still think the, the way the attackers are, uh, are priced is disappointing. Mm. I mean, to still see... People like, uh, you know, Richarlison, 8.5, uh, Calvert-Lewin, 8. Uh, some of these other guys, 7.5, uh, you know, Watkins. It's disappointing because the wingbacks are in and amongst the points now. They're getting clean sheet points. I would have liked these all to be around, you know, the 6.5 million mark to yeah, really yeah. challenge the wingbacks. That's not happened. So structurally, we're either talking put your money in defense or put a little bit more money in midfield. That's sort of where we're coming, right? Yeah, and... 
I, 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 it's these wing backs. They, the, the wing backs are the, the key, like you've just said. And we've done three drafts tonight, and two of them have five wing backs in their teams because they just look like such amazing value, don't they? I, I think the big thing for me is: Are we going to get into this season now where we're even going to be tempted to start captaining some of these wing backs in some weeks as well? Because if we are then I think there's going to be unbelievable value in them. But the problem is you've, you've still got players like Harlan, Kane, Salah, Son, who are going to be primarily yeah. the ones you're going to be captaining. So it's, I'm wondering whether there's going to be a bit of a change or I wonder if it's going to be that things just revert back to normal because you're going to want those big hitters in midfield and strikers anyway. Probably, probably. I, look, I can see people gravitating towards the four at the back. So there's a lot of comments on why is it five at the back. Guys, I mean, we're just sort of putting... No- Let's not worry about how many people we have at the back. You can move that seven million to midfield. It doesn't. <laughs> I'm matter. worried, Pras. You can, you can move the four point five million and the seven million or seven. You can just switch between midfield, and that's not the point. I think you can move that within, and we don't really see that as a different structure per se. It's a different formation, but it's not a different pricing structure. So that's. I get it. Maybe most people won't start with the five at the back, but the idea is that there will be value there, and you you hit the nail on the head. Last year, Cancelo was a captainable guy because there was no other City option. I think people only started to own De Bruyne much later. Foden wasn't a captainable option, so he was the guy. But this year, we have Haaland. We have Salah. You won't captain Trent when there's a Salah, right? So that's the issue. And and then you're only at Chelsea for somebody who you could potentially captain, yeah. but they've never been as explosive, especially in scoring goals. So I think these are just value guys that you keep in your team who who basically trickle in points. And you could argue that you maybe go cheaper because you can wildcard and get these value guys in your second wildcard or or basically on your second window after the first wildcard. Yeah. Lovely stuff. I mean, Praz, we've just solved FPL in, what is it, about 25 minutes. I, I think we're doing okay, aren't yeah. we? We are we are doing very okay for time and it's really great to kind of sort of even talk about these players like you said, right? I mean, who is the best 4.5? Now we all need to do our research. Spend your time, guys, on who the 4.5 attackers are, the 4.5 mids are, the cheap uh, the cheap options in, in, in defense. So this is all lovely. It all exactly. starts now. And actually, it's a good time to stop because Andy Martin's just come into the chat saying, someone mentioned KDB. <laughs> so we got to go. we got to go. Um, Praz, thank you so much for joining us again tonight, mate. Sure. No, it was lovely, man. Uh, good to catch up. And now I think in subsequent streams, we'll be deep diving into all these positions. I'll be making my case for big at the back. You can make your case for the 4.5 and the fives, and then we can yep. sort of build it up from there. Lovely stuff. So we'll see you all again next week, uh, where we're going to be talking more about the game, more about the game we love. Uh, have a fantastic week doing all your drafts. If you haven't, if you're not up to about 100 drafts by this time next week, then what are you doing? Rookie numbers, get on it. Um, but thank you very much. Make sure you like and subscribe, and we'll see you again.